Hey guys, welcome to the Hey Dad, Can You Talk podcast. My name is Bailey Garner. I'm the host. And each week we call my dad, Toby Slough, and we just talk about common struggles that we all have in our day-to-day life. And he gives some awesome wisdom. So we want to invite you to peek in on our conversation so that you can glean from his wisdom as well. So let's call my dad. Well, hey, B, how are you? Hey, Daddy-O, I'm doing good. It's good to see your face. It's good to see you. I've missed you. I've missed you, too. You're so colorful. Your shirt and the books behind you are just just so bright today and cheery. Yes, I'm a colorful person, Bailey. (laughs) How's your day been so far? It's been good. It's been full, like most days have been for me lately, since with somebody... Last couple of days, people have asked, you've been, you've been resting up and I said, not really, not really, but I'm having fun. Well, we haven't seen you in what feels like forever. It hasn't been forever. It feels like it so much so that Micah told me yesterday, we haven't seen honey and Papa in a hundred days. (laughs) A hundred days. It feels like like a while. Seven, maybe. No, less than that. But it's funny. They don't, their time frame. <laughs> exactly. It's not so great. Yeah. We have been keeping your dog, Howard. And uh, he told me in my ear that he likes me better than you. So I'm sorry about that. <laughs> that would not, well, it, that's only fair because I like him more than I like you. So I know up. that's true. Well, I have to tell you a story about him before we start is that I moved from y'all's dirt pile. I moved some dirt over to that spot where all the sand was that you told me to put the dirt under the window and did not think about the fact that Howard would decide that's his favorite spot to lay slash play right in the middle of the dirt. And so this morning I let him out and I look out there and he's like black on his face on all over the bottom of his body. I was like, well, of course oh, he is. My gosh. So then I'm like, I'm gonna solve this problem and I'm gonna go get some pine straw. So I go get some pine straw and I put it in there. And that did not deter him at all. He just decided to get in the middle of the pine straw and then it's just stuck to his fur. I'm like, That's what are funny. we gonna do with you? What are we going to do? So we're going to bring him yeah. back to Denton here in a couple of weeks. That's what we're going to do with it. <laughs> Needless to say, he's going to need a bath. So sorry about that. <laughs> um, well, this month we're, so last month we focused on identity and we had some good conversations surrounding identity, but this month we are talking about mental health because May is Mental Health Awareness Month. And so um, I thought before I start asking you for some of your wisdom, would you be okay with telling a little bit more of a little bit of, I know we did this in the first episode, but some people may be just jumping in new. So could you talk a little bit about your struggles and overview and kind of so that people know your background in mental health? Sure. I'll give you the cliff notes. So if somebody's yes. listening that hadn't heard yet, they can always go back to our first episode and hear kind of the longer story. But uh, the shorter version is, is that almost 28 years ago, uh, in a time, in at least in our country, in our culture, when nobody was talking about mental health, no one was talking about counselors. The only phrase I had ever heard as related to mental health was a nervous breakdown. Mm. 
that my great uncle had had a nervous breakdown. Uh, I was diagnosed with an acute anxiety and panic disorder. Uh, I had gone 17 days without sleeping, without eating very much at all, or at least being able to keep much down, which led to a day where I was driving down the road and had convinced myself that if I hit a bridge going 70 miles an hour, everyone in my life would be better off. And uh, I know what it's like to feel like you're out of options. It scared me, really scared me that I would even consider that at that point in my life. And so that began the journey of me going to see a counselor, which led to another counselor, which has led to another counselor through the years of discovering what does real freedom mean when it, when it comes to your mental health and that freedom is not the absence of feeling overwhelmed or occasionally fighting depression or anxiety, but it is connecting to your power source and letting God help you overcome. That's the short version of my story because my story uh, continues. It's not, and this is what happened and this is how God tied it up with the neat and tidy bow. And now I'm great and you can be great too. It's more a story of, man, I'm a work in progress and God is with me and I have a good life. And two weeks ago, I had a terrible panic attack and I got through it and you can too. I love, I've heard your story like so many times, but it's so inspiring to me. And I think that you're so willing to share because to me, that's been normal. You've been such a, so authentic in sharing your story, but the more that I, my eyes have been open to mental wellness and people that are struggling, the more I know that's so hard and feels very vulnerable. And so I appreciate you for being the one to go first, because <clears throat> I feel like that is what helps other people get to admit that they're struggling and get to ask for help and, and to just know they're not alone. And so, you know, there's tons of resources and we're going to, I'm going to ask you some questions, but about it, but I feel like the, one of the, when people ask what, what can I do to help somebody that I know that's struggling or how can I help others when I'm struggling? I feel like just to be honest and open with how you're feeling, and being there for somebody else is, is huge. Would you say? Yeah. I like to say that the, the most important step is the first step, which is to feel your feelings mm-hmm. uh, and then decide that your feelings will not drive your life. Mm-hmm. You know, I think yeah. some people try to push them under the rug, you know, or mm-hmm. deny that they're there, which makes it worse. And then there are those who decide that they're going to be run by their feelings. And mm-hmm. I always say that's, you know, my feelings are real, but they're a terrible steering wheel. Mm-hmm. And so there are things true. I feel to be true and things I know to be true. Mm-hmm. And you have to fight for that truth in the middle of mental health battles. I'm mm-hmm. very familiar with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so there's the aspect of community and having people that speak truth over you. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell everyone the most important thing that you can do for someone who is battling is to be there, be in that mm-hmm. moment with them. They need a shoulder to lean on, not a mouth speaking most of the time. And 90% of it is just showing up. I believe that with all my heart. Yeah. So speaking of you saying a shoulder to lean on and not a mouth. What do you mean by that? Can you expand? Cause I know you've had some experience in this and I feel like, Oh, just over the past couple of weeks, I've heard from friends that their children, like we, what they're like older children, like that are teenagers on their way to being adults, you know, they're struggling and they don't know what to do. Cause they've got a college age kid who's 
should be an adult, but needs them, you know, or then a friend who's got a, you know, a sister-in-law who is struggling, that's an adult and they don't know how to be there for them or what to say to them. And so can you give us some tips on like what first we shouldn't do if you're, if you have somebody that you know, that's struggling with their mental health? Yeah. But I mean, those are lots of questions I could go Mm -hmm. on and on, but I won't. Let's talk about your kids first. Yeah. You know, six, four and two kind of that age child. uh, I think the worst thing that you can do is uh, to not uh, validate them in the Mm -hmm. midst of that. In other words, I can't, you know, a lot of, but I'm going to extreme examples, but if your child says, if Gideon says, man, I'm really scared. Right. Telling him not to be scared is not solve his problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, saying I can understand you being scared. I've been scared before too, but here's the reality of what I've learned. And can we pray that for you is a much better way. I think a lot of times moms and dads, uh, it becomes about them and mm-hmm deep down inside there's this insecurity that you did something to cause your child to struggle mm-hmm. with mental wellness. And you always have to be aware of you, of you, mm-hmm. but the focus is not you, the focus is on your child. And so being in that moment with your child, validating where he is and fighting that, uh, that lie that this child is believing mm-hmm. with the truth of God's word. Mm-hmm. That's why you've got to get it in you. If it's in you, it flows out of you into them. Mm-hmm. If not, you're just searching for something to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, if you have uh, a child that's an adolescent, young adult, uh, again, we need to validate what they're, how they're feeling. Mm-hmm. We need to fight that with God's truth. And then we need to find a creative way to not allow them to be a victim. Mm-hmm. In other words, uh, you know, I when when I'm in the middle of a bout of a battle with anxiety, the I've got to redefine the win. The win for me is to not have an anxious thought. But the win mm-hmm. for me is to get up and do what God's called me to do, in spite of my anxious thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you if you wait for perfect conditions, Solomon said, you'll never get anything done, mm-hmm. and I may not get it done as well as I would have gotten it done without that bout of anxiety, but I can get it done. And I have done funerals and I have preached at weddings and have been able to minister to people. Why? Because it's out of God's strength flowing through me. I'm more aware of it then than mm-hmm. I am uh, at any other point in my life. And so with that age child, young adult, I, I think mm-hmm. that's very important. And then with, you know, you've got, again, older uh, friends, a lot of times when I say, man, they just need an ear. They just need to say, I'm sorry, I'm here. I'm going to be with you. I don't completely understand. I've never been there, but I just want you to know, I love you. God loves you. And I'm going to be, I'm going to do what I know God is doing. I'm going to stand with you. I'm going to be with you when it's hard. And a lot of times uh, that's all that that person needs is just know that they're not alone. The, the battle in mental health for any age is isolation. Mm. The problem is not the anxiety, the depression. The problem is, is you were designed to be fully known and fully loved. That's how God made you. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of the enemy gets in to your psyche at some level when you're battling for your mental health that says, if you're fully known, you won't be fully loved. Dad won't be proud of me. Uh, Mom won't love me anymore. I was convinced that your mother would leave me Mm -hmm. if she knew that. That's how sick I was. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was Mm -hmm. convinced. 
Now look at your mother. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's the epitome of, I'm going to stand with you. I'm going to speak truth. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be here. We're going to get through this together. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I usually think about your mom when I talk about shoulders and mm-hmm. mouths. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's kind of EF Hutton. You know, she doesn't say that's an old commercial for okay. all you people. But it was just like EF Hutton was a financial advisor and their commercials would be uh, someone from that company would walk into a room of people talking and everyone would turn because he would say one word. And the, the byline was when EF Hutton talks, everyone listens. Mm. They don't talk much. And that was your mom for me. And so, you know, a lot of the ministry that I try to do for people I learned from your mama mm-hmm. and most people that talk to me see the power of me sharing my story is, is they can see a guy that looks just like them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They don't, they're not looking for answers that people don't need principles. They need pictures. Mm. And so the guy's there and I'm, he knows I'm finishing these sentences and he knows it's a young, you know, dad. Well, he's mm-hmm. looking at me and he's going, well, he's 58 years old. He's got, Five grandkids that he adores, four children that are God's gift to him. He's been married to his wife. He looks happy, and yet he's mm-hmm. battled this. Maybe I can too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I could go on and on, but look, if there's anything, if if Romans eight twenty eight is true, which I believe it is, that God uses all things. God has used this pandemic mm-hmm. to open up our culture to the fact that just like you have got to battle for your physical health, Mm -hmm. you know, if I don't want to be 280 pounds and, you know, uh, which I could, if I ate everything I wanted to eat then and didn't exercise, I know I understand I have to work at it to be physically well. Well, mental Mm -hmm. health is the same way Mm -hmm. at some level. We all battle at some level Mm -hmm. and so Gobi really was born out of a desire for families for adults, especially for kids, just to put tools in their hands to say, hey, man, there's nothing. You're not different than anybody else. You're not less of a Christian. Let me mm-hmm. say this again slowly. You are not less of a Christian. Mm-hmm. You are not less of a Jesus follower. You don't have any less faith because you battle anxiety, depression, or being overwhelmed with life. It means you are a human being, mm-hmm. but you have an edge. The edge Mm -hmm. you have is because Christ in you is the hope of your glory, Mm -hmm. is that God has strength that you do not have. God has truth that you do not feel. And God knew that you were going to be battling before the beginning of time in this day, and he died for you. Mm. Amen. I think it is. And I think those are truths that we can write down and speak over ourselves like, in, in practice of a healthy, us, you know? Um, so I have two questions. The first one is you mentioned Gobi and I think a lot of people don't know what Gobi is. They've been listening to our podcasts and maybe they've seen the logo or they've, cause I've had a few people ask me what's Gobi. And so would you give a cliff notes version to Gobi ministries and the heart behind it? Um, so that people can kind of know why we even start, where this podcast even started from and why. Yeah. Two months before the pandemic hit, I released a book that I had been working on for years called not yet, which is basically my story of this journey that we're talking about. 
And I was struggling to write the last chapter because I needed something for people to walk away with. And so as I, I kept coming back to a salmon fish and, you know, everybody goes to watch them swim up in the mm-hmm. Pacific Northwest, and, but it's cliche. And so I literally Googled what's a fish like a salmon. And mm-hmm. I started reading about this little goby fish in Hawaii that mm-hmm. spends half of its life in the salt water. And then when the tide is just right, it begins to travel upstream to the mountain pools in these islands of Hawaii. But what got me is in the middle of reading and researching it, I saw a picture of a goby that said their liter- their bottom jaw literally grows as they struggle because it helps them suck on the rocks. And I remember looking at your chin when you were a little baby and you were mm-hmm. nursing and your chin was in, in you know indented in. And then mm-hmm. when you got on solid food and quit nursing, your chin came out. And mm-hmm. it's the same kind of principle that the kingdom of God is best seen through God's creation. Mm-hmm. And it was sure my story. My story was it was in the struggle that God shaped me and changed me. And uh, so Gobi was born with a number one, a primary message of saying that uh, Jesus loves you right where you are mm-hmm. and that he wants to be your source in the middle of your pain. And number two, to provide tools. The book, Toby the Gobi, the kid's book, was born out of that little book because I was struggling for a message that I was teaching about the book. And so my name's Toby, and it rhymed with Gobi. And I thought, wow, that's be awesome. And my daughter-in-law, Michelle, your best friend, is an unbelievable artist. And so during COVID, again, Romans 8.28, because we had time, we wrote the book. And that's really where Gobi took off was parents looking for something beyond fidget spinners and weighted blankets. I'm not against either of those things, but beginning to help our children connect the power of God to their everyday struggles. Mm -hmm. That's as cliffy as I can go cliff notes wise. That's good. No, it's good. And now it's, I feel like our vision and mission has grown to helping leaders and community organizations and families. So I'm excited. Like I just, Gobi is a special, a special fish and a special name. And I'm, I'm glad that you got to share that because I think that it can be easily missing or, you know, people, if you don't research it, you've never heard of it, but now, but once you do it, like it's such a picture, um, when you're struggling to how the Lord can use your struggles to mold you into a better version of you or, you know, to help others. So I'm glad that now people can know. I'd love one day if we ever get a chance to just Mm -hmm. take you through all the biblical, I think, principles that you see in scripture about our little phrase, just keep swimming. Mm -hmm. And uh, sometimes the greatest courage of your heart is to take one more step when life Mm -hmm. sucked all the steps out of you. But that's Mm -hmm. where the power of God shows up. Mm, True. So there's a lot to that I love, but we'll talk a bunch about it this month. Perfect. Yes, we will. Well, as we close out, um, I want to ask you, so in order, you know, you talked about how you have to work for your physical health, but you also, there's also the mental side of your health. So if you could give me three things that an adult, a parent, or just, um, even if you're not a parent, any adult struggling with their mental health, or if they think they're just overwhelmed, what would be the top three tools or things that you would suggest that they do to keep themselves healthy. You know, if you feel you're, you're to keep you in check as if that, if that makes sense. Yeah. My, my, 
Man, I feel, I feel like a broken record. Probably if anyone's <laughs> listening to all of our podcasts, they're <laughs> thinking, wow, I've heard this before. But I think you have to connect your spirit to truth. That That's mm-hmm. the thing. You know, don't conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Mm-hmm. Right. And you've got to you, Carolyn Leaf has Dr. Carolyn Leaf. She's, mm-hmm. she's done the research. You can literally retrain your mind and the way mm-hmm. you do that is you connect your spirit to God's truth. So mm-hmm. whether it's the 40 I am's, which I think is one of those tools, uh, whether it is uh, music that speaks truth to you about who you are and who God is, you find a way to connect your spirit regularly to the truth of God. Number two, uh, there is a direct connection between physical exercise and your mental health. And so you get outside, put on a raincoat if you live in Mississippi, because that's what I have to do. But you get outside, get outside, you get the blood moving in your body. That's usually the hardest thing to do, because when you really feel overwhelmed, you just want to lay down, which makes it worse, not better. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you want physical exercise. And then number three, you need someone to talk to about it. Not a, you, Most people I'm going to generalize here, but most people go, oh, I'm battling. I need a counselor. No, first you need a friend. You need a, a friend who can speak truth to you, who can hear the process with you, what you're feeling. You may need a counselor at some level, but I know you need a friend. Mm-hmm. And so if you'll connect to God's truth, if you'll commit to some form of physical exercise, not a marathon, but just a lap around the block. And if you'll connect, even if it's via text to a friend, uh, those three things I think are like important. And by the way, one of the ways that I was talking to a guy just today, uh, a, a leader, a local church pastor, and I told him how I know when I'm getting out of that rhythm in my life. And, you know, the panic attack I talked about a couple of weeks ago, I was out of that rhythm a bit. I was working way too much, pushing way too hard. Uh, trying to accomplish way too much in way too short of a time. And I see those things as kind of warnings on the dashboard, right? Mm -hmm. It's a red light. I don't Mm -hmm. panic about panicking. We'll talk about that this month. That's Mm -hmm. the ultimate no win. I see it as an opportunity to get reconnected to God. And God, not like, well, stupid, you should have. No, he's just like, come on, I got you. Mm -hmm. That's good. Well, I feel like, those are great things to end on and to take away from today's podcast. But I want people to know that for the next three weeks, we're going to be talking even more in depth about tools for your kids, young or old tools for your friends. Um, we could talk about it all right now, but we want to make it to where you listen in smaller chunks. And so there's going to be more. So come back because um, we want to, we want to make, we want to help people feel comfortable in the uncomfortable. And so whether you're the person that struggles or whether you know somebody that struggles, you know, and you're the one, you're the listening ear, we want to help you know where to go from here and what to say and what not to say and where to turn to. So I'm excited for the upcoming conversations because I think this is such a important conversation in our world today. It always has been, but now I feel like people are more open to it. So. Well, if people sure. have, yeah, people haven't stopped. Yeah, go, okay, they're the end. So I'm going to the next podcast. Yeah. You don't even know this. Jen doesn't know this, but I've been working on some behind the scenes that we're going to begin with those who listen to our podcast. If you're mm-hmm. with us this month, there's going to be a chance for you to get in 
an inner circle of communication where you're going to get mm. a little more on the topic of mental health than, than we're giving publicly anywhere else mm. and a chance for us to connect in a different way around specifically the topic of mental health and your kids, uh, you and your kids. And so I'll be talking about that in one of these upcoming weeks. If, by the way, y'all pray for me, if Bailey doesn't kill me on this next trip that I'm going on, we're going on a trip and she's a little fired up about it. And before it's over, she, she may kill me. She may, she just pushes me hard. So y'all pray for me. I'm excited. We might have some good stories from it, though. <laughs> oh, there will definitely be stories. You better pray for her, too, because if she yeah. doesn't kill me, I may karate chop her or something. We don't have uh, mom to be the buffer between us, so mm, it might be bad. Oh, boy. Uh-oh. <laughs> well, I love you, right. babe. Love you, Dad. I'll be seeing you tomorrow. Yep. Love you. Okay, love you. I don't know about y'all, but I am super excited that we get to focus on mental health this month. And we're going to focus on it when it comes to kids and teens and parents. So be sure to check out the next three episodes that are being released this month and share it with a friend because I know it's going to be a great resource and give you some good insight and tools into struggles that people have surrounding mental health and ways that things that we can do and things that we probably shouldn't do. And so I'm once again, so honored that y'all are here listening or watching. And I want to encourage you to visit our website, beagobi.com because we have a lot of free resources on there. So go look at the um, drop down menu for families and there's resources there that you would, I know everyone would benefit from and then check out the other things on there as well. We just want to help you and be a resource for for you and for anybody else that you know. So we will talk to you all again next week.